Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And welcome to episode 227 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and we appreciate you coming along and listening with us. And uh, when you listen, we would always appreciate you taking the opportunity to invite someone, whether it's on X or Facebook. The X. <laughs> the X. or fa- I, I've noticed that they've quit saying otherwise known as Twitter, so we're going to quit doing gone. that. Yeah, um, I think they were hoping that maybe he'd go back. But anyway, X or Facebook or any social media platform that you use and just let people know. You can even tell them in your small group or uh, Sunday school or however you want to uh, do that. Just let them know that it's a great opportunity for them to help uh, connect their faith to their life. Uh, Pastor, uh, the big green-eyed monster, and that's not the big wall at the back of the Boston, uh, um, what are they called? The Boston baseball team. You know, they had the big green monster in the yeah, back there. Yeah, Fenway Park. Yeah, Fenway Park. Yeah. There you go. I, I've seen that thing, and it is big, and it's green. Yeah. But uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about something that uh, affects many of us in many ways. And I, I would like to tell you that as a pastor, I've never been jealous of another pastor. Really? But I can't. You know, I'd like to tell you that. Uh, you know, you think, man, if I just had what he had, yeah, I could do this. Yeah. If I just, you know, and we get jealous, you know. Yeah, As teenagers, yeah. we always think of jealousy being a teenage thing, but uh, it's a lot more than that. It, no, it extends to other of parts of our life. jealousy for yeah. sure. And here we are, and we are a week away from Thanksgiving. And so I think it's appropriate, we'll talk about this, an appropriate time to talk about jealousy mm-hmm. um, because jealousy can still our thankfulness. Oh yeah, very easily. Yeah, you got big plan. You've got all forty-five of your kids <laughs> and seventy-five of your grandkids. Yeah, coming, something like you? that. Yeah, we're going to be packed. We had to actually rent an Airbnb so we could. Yeah, there's no way they can fit in your house. No, because yeah. our house is no bigger than this room right yeah. here. So yeah. So is anybody? St- how do you, how do you choose who stays with you? They uh, have to draw straws, or uh, your favorite sons and daughters. No, I mean, the boy you- the boys stay one place okay. and the girls stay with us, but. That's okay. kind of how it works. We just, okay. We've been doing that for years. So okay. anyway, this time. like the girls better. Yeah. The, the Airbnb was a lot less expensive and we're staying right, they're staying right across the street, which is really cool. So uh, we used to have them The house hotels. across the street from you is an Airbnb? Well, uh, directly across the street is a park. So it's not that. But anyway, okay. down the just on the corner right there by us. So Okay. Well, good. So it's really cool. Anyway. Uh, plans. And it's less expensive than two hotel rooms. So. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, so. And it's a little more comfortable being a house than a yeah. hotel anyway. Yard. They have a yard. That's a lot driveways. of work. For, who, who does most of the cooking for this thing? They all do it together? Y'all get in the yeah. kitchen? Everybody does it together? I, I think uh, Ivy's wife, Allie, is going to cook the turkey. And, you know, Kelly's going to cook the macaroni. They got it all figured out. So, so. you're going to do it the actual Thanksgiving Meal in your house or one of the Airbnbs? Yeah, I would do the Airbnb. Yeah, mess it up seems to me house. that would be wise. But yeah, I, I I don't control those things. This is this is a decision for the for the uh, domestic, for the chefs for the chefs and yeah. those who decide where we're going to have it. So I, you just show up and eat. Yeah, that's a great thing. So I love that. And it's going to be on Tuesday. Our Thanksgiving's on Tuesday. Oh yeah, because they have to leave and go to their. Well, so on Thursday you'll be doing nothing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, a Thanksgiving it's going to be day with no but, parties whatsoever. I'm just going to lay around the yeah. house and watch football and eat my leftovers, and it's going to be a good day. I hope so. We're, yeah. we're hoping so. Yeah. So when do they all come in town? Um, they start 
either today or tomorrow. It's gonna be busy in your house. Yeah, it's. Uh, but I think uh, we're trying to hold them off till tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't, don't kids, come, if y'all listening, don't. Thursday is yeah, the first yeah, day you need yeah, to be. Yeah. <laughs> please don't come. We're not ready yet. But we're heading to Augusta oh, at good. some point next week. Good. I think the boys get out of school on Wednesday. We'll be heading to Augusta and. I guess come back on Friday or Saturday. I have so, no idea. So who cooks the turkey at your house? Uh, my mom cooks everything. Oh, we should. we do we do nothing. I know you're a chef, though. I do I like mean, to cook. I yeah. do like to cook. But my mom and I are very similar chefs. And I'm pretty jealous of that. Well, actually. you should be. My mom and I are very similar chefs. And when I say we're similar chefs, we both like to cook the same way. I don't want you in my kitchen. <laughs> I had to learn. Yeah. I had to learn with my wife to stay out of. Yeah, the kitchen. that's. Uh, you can ask my wife if I'm in the kitchen cooking. Get out. I don't want any help. I don't want you in here. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> I got it right, and my mom is the same way. So I get that honest. So, so we when we go to Thanksgiving, we do it at her house, and since it's her kitchen, she does the cooking because she don't want anybody in her kitchen. Oh, I, I, and can, I'm the same way. So I, I literally I, yeah, can understand yeah, so, that. So I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, we have a, I, I think we have a pretty good sized kitchen, but still, when you start getting people in there, it just, uh, uh-uh, get them away. I know where everything is. I know what I want to do. Just mm-hmm. give me my space. Move, Let me get this done. I can, I can cook fast. Let's go. You know. So, so yeah. Mom does all the cooking because it's her kitchen, and there that's the way it is. And so we'll just go and we'll enjoy Thanksgiving. And we I used like to do it. we used to do big family celebrations, get all the you know aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews. We kind of stopped doing that over the last few years, and it's just my family, my um my, my parents and my brother and our families, and it's nice. So it'll be a good restful day. So so anyway, enough about our Thanksgiving plans because we're going on and on and on about you know this. Oh, I got to start. I got to talk about talk sure. about this before we go on. Sure. There. You know that the Thanksgiving meal is one of my least favorite meals. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Just Not sure mine, but I know Everybody it is yours. knows that. that I like the desserts, mm-hmm. with the exception of pumpkin pie. I think that's a waste <laughs> of a pie. I like, um, th- that's really it. I like oh, I like the dressing. The dressing's okay. The mac and cheese. The turkey? No. <laughs> no. Do y'all have turkey or do you have yes, a ham? Yes, we have or? turkey. Well, we have turkey and ham. And, okay. And ham is acceptable, but I'd rather have... Steak, fried chicken, something else. A, th- a couple Thanksgivings ago, we did have steak. Yeah, so. I just don't understand why. I, it just it drives me nuts. So, but uh, I, I cook. I cook. Usually, I cook the turkey, but Allie's much better than I am. Yeah, so. there's just no. Uh, everybody says if you do it this way, if you do it this way, and they all lie. There's, there's no good way to cook a turkey. I don't, don't like smoke it. it don't deep like fry, it, whatever. It's just bad. Turkey so, has a unique taste. You can it, always tell when you bite into turkey versus like a yeah, turkey yeah, sandwich versus a chicken sandwich. So. Okay, we got to get on to talking yep, about jealousy. Yep, yep. So here's the reason why I want us to talk about jealousy today is because it is an issue, and it's an issue that a lot of us probably don't think about a whole mm-hmm. lot. Uh, but I bet you, if you're listening and if you're honest with yourself, jealousy is something that you probably struggle with from time to time. And and here you are, and, and here we are getting ready for the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. And really, if if you are that kind of person that is prone to jealousy, it does rob you of your joy. It and it does rob you of a thankful heart because you're always wanting more instead of being content and satisfied with the blessings that God has given you. And so it's a real issue. And like you said, Trey, I mean, what you said I know is very true of me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, being someone in ministry, um, and for me personally, being someone who's very um, – uh, good or bad, very success-driven, very ambitious, um, it is easy to look at others and see the success they've had and be jealous of that Mm -hmm. success and ask the question, why not me? Why you and why not me? Why don't I have that kind of success? Or whatever the case may be. I remember in seminary just really struggling with that. I saw uh, guys I was in class with get get opportunities to be, you know, in in churches that that were much bigger than mine and and getting the accolades and all that kind of stuff. And here I was just, you know, 
not getting the accolades, I guess, that I thought I deserved and all that. I mean, it was, it was bad. And, and I know it was sinful, you know, but, but, you know, that, that, that jealousy, it really did in a lot of ways take root in my heart. And, um, you know, and, and there are times that I'm still tempted to look on others with, with envy. Not so much, I'm kind of past the point of, um, jealousy over somebody's possessions and things like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, for me, it's always been just looking at the success others have. Mm -hmm. Man, why am I not? So why them? Uh, You know, I said the same thing, you know, or whatever. So, so it can take different forms for some Mm -hmm. of us. It is jealous over possessions, man. Why does he have that big bass boat? And I don't, or why does, why do they live in that house in that neighborhood? And I, I just can't, you Mm -hmm. know, seem to, to, to get there or, or jealous of relationships. Like it's, it's a very real thing. Maybe if you're in a marriage that's struggling, you're jealous of, yeah. another marriage. I wish, you know, my relationship was like that one. Sure. And so, so it's, it's a real, real deal. And it's something that many of us struggle with. And we teach our kids to not be jealous and try all those things. But I mean, it really is for us as adults, something I think that we struggle with as well. And so just kind of thinking through that, I think it's going to be helpful for us today. And so what I want to talk about over the next few moments are really just six ways that sure. we can overcome jealousy. All right, well, let's talk about the first one, and that's know the difference between righteous jealousy and sinful jealousy. Okay, so and yeah, I guess there's a difference. Yeah, well, yeah. if you're a student of the Bible, which most of our audience that listens, we are students of the Bible, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you read Scripture, and you read a Scripture like Exodus 20, verse 5, where you think about this reality that Scripture says that, that God is jealous. Yeah. Now, here's what you know about God. Uh, God is not sinful in the least. No, he is perfect not. in every way, right? And so so if God is jealous, it can't be a sinful jealousy. But you and I, when we think about jealousy, uh, we automatically think of jealousy as something that's wrong or evil. Right. Right? Well, not necessarily so. Mm-hmm. So when you think about God's jealousy, God's jealousy is a righteous jealousy, that God is jealous for his people. Yeah. Right? And that's all over the Old Testament. That, that our God is a jealous God. Yeah. And so, so when God is described as a jealous God, it simply means that, that, that you know, we are his possession. Right. We belong to him, and he does not want us to belong to any other. Mm-hmm. He is jealous for us. We belong to him, and, and he's right. Because we belong to him, he is right to be jealous over us, to want us for himself. Uh, to protect us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think about the Old Testament in particular and all the struggles you see in the Old Testament with idolatry. God does not want his people to run towards idolatry. He's jealous. He wants us to worship him alone and not to worship others, other things, other stuff, whatever the case may be. And so when, when we read this reality in scripture, scripture that God is a jealous God, it's jealousy in the sense that, that we belong to him mm-hmm. and he wants to protect us yeah from a very evil wor- world. So he is jealous for us and he is jealous for his glory. Yeah. Right? Like we think about God as being all glorious that 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 he alone is worthy of worship because of who he is and what he's done. And so therefore, right? Uh, when we say that God is jealous, we're not saying he has some kind of sinful problem he needs to deal with, but just the reality that man, everything belongs to him. Mhm. And and it angers God, right? When the things that belong to him, the people that belong to him, uh, reject his glory and turn to other things, right? So when we say that that uh, there's a righteous jealousy, mm-hmm. that's what we mean. Like, and, and and it's right. So so for us, um, now we're not God. We are prone to sin, obviously. But it is right for me to be jealous for my wife. Sure, of course. It is right for me to be jealous for my children in the sense like my wife belongs to me and I belong to her. Yes. You know, if 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 there's another man looking at her. I am right to be angry with that and yeah. say, nope, 
off limits, buddy. This is yeah. my wife, exactly. right? Exactly. I am right to want to protect her. You. So, so there, there's this righteous. Nothing wrong with that. N- not, not jealous in the sinful sense, but jealous in this righteous. Like we belong to each other. I'm going to do what I have to do to protect this marriage because I love you and you love me. And there's this covenant we have. And so I'm jealous for you in that mm-hmm. sense. I'm jealous for my children in the sense that they, they, they're mine. They belong mm-hmm. to me. That God has has placed them in my home, and I'm jealous to protect them and to nurture them in the gospel and to help them grow. So, so, so I think there's a righteous jealousy, but there's a sinful jealousy as well. And that sinful jealousy is what 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 we struggle with. That sinful jealousy is is um, when I see something that doesn't rightly belong to me. Mm-hmm. And I want it, right? But not only do I want what I see that does not belong to me, I begin to despise the people that have that thing that I want. Sure. Right? So it's one thing to see, for example, in our context, to see that that guy that has success, mm-hmm. right, and admire him for that success. Man, look sure. what he's done. That's a really good thing. I'd like to see what we can, you know. Yeah, so that, that's okay a good thing. That's, a good thing, to, that's a good thing to admire somebody for their success or to admire somebody for what they've accomplished in life yeah. or what they have or whatever the case may be. It's not That's not necessarily a bad thing. But when I begin to say, man, I wish that was mine and I hate him because he has that and I don't, mm-hmm. that is a sinful jealousy that begins to take roots in our hearts. And it, and, and it not only affects us, it does affect our relationships. And then, then this bitterness grows within us. It's just a bad thing. And so just know the difference between righteous jealousy and sinful jealousy. Uh, God is right to be jealous for his people because we belong to him. And, and, and he is jealous for his glory because he alone is worthy of worship. He's right for that. But it is not right for us as his people to look at somebody else and say, I wish I had what they had. And since I don't, I despise them for what they have. That is a sinful yeah. jealousy. I'm in the middle of the book of Hosea, and yeah, a, he he talks to his to he, he called Ephraim, which is Judah, yeah, and Israel, which Israel. is the northern kingdom, yeah, and you know he calls them I mean his 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 bride. I mean he he loves them so deeply, yeah. and he says you have gone away from me, mm. and it breaks God's heart to see that they've gone after these idols. So you know I I think that's a good distinguishing mark, and and then also you know when when we are jealous to the point you're talking about. That's when it does become what what the Old Testament and probably King James Version calls covetousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we start to covet what they yeah. want, which is, of course, a, yeah, that becomes a deep just very consuming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, because it becomes all you think about. Like I got to have that, and, mm-hmm. and again, I I don't like you because you got it and I want it. I mean, that that's a sinful thing, right? Right, and that leads us to number two: be honest about the idols in your life. Yeah. So, so I think at the root of jealousy is idolatry. Yeah, because you've put your eyes on something mm-hmm. that you just desperately have to have. It becomes a god to you. Like right. I, I will not be happy. I will not be content until I have it. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be the success. I will not be happy or content till I have the success. I think I have to have, or the money in the bank, or the house in the right neighborhood, or the kids in the right college, or where the case may be. That that becomes what drives you. Right. I've got to get that, and I need everybody to get out of my way. Right. Because um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything I can to get that. Even mm-hmm. step on you if you're in my way. So look out, right? So that, that's that sinful jealousy that, that at its root is this, this idolatry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just be careful. And I think for us, it's just being honest. Um, what are the idols in your heart? What are those things that, that you have put in the place of God that you've said, I cannot be happy, I cannot be content until I have these things. You know, we've talked about many times before, but John Calvin, the great reformer, he said that um, our hearts tend to be idle factories. And they are. They are. We're just wow. always looking for things Nothing to, to try to fulfill us and give us contentment outside of a relationship with God, and it's not that, and that's not a good thing. Think about what James says in James 4, verse 1. What is the source of wars and fights among you? 
Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? You desire and do not have. You you murder and covet and cannot Mm. obtain. You fight and wage war. And so what James is saying, hey, you want to know why you fight so much? You want to know why you have so much conflict in your life? You want to know why you have a tendency to not get along with others? It comes down to idolatry. Mm. You, You see something. You covet. You don't have it, and you want it. And so you go to war with others because they're staying in the way of you getting what you want. A lot of discontented people walking around thinking if they if they just had if they just had yeah and over and over and over I've heard it said that I got it and I think is that all there is yeah you know yeah. all of a sudden they have what they wanted and then it's not what they thought it was yeah so anyway jealousy is also just kind of a false hope I think yeah I too. think so all right number three stop complaining to yourself and to others no not stop complaining stop comparing you get your, your reading glasses pops comparing yeah your reading there glasses you go. aren't working let me say it again stop comparing yourself to others yeah. There you go. That was better. I don't have reading glasses. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You have great vision. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't just, have great vision. Anyway, go anyway, ahead. So anyway, so yeah, you think about it. That that's um, that's a problem with jealous people. We tend to compare ourselves to others. Um, you know, for me, and and years ago, struggling in seminary, it was looking at that guy who got the opportunities and was comparison. Is he a better preacher than I am? And why is he getting those accolades and I'm not? Is he is he a better leader than I am? I think I'm a better leader than he is. And so is that comparison. And and, and as individuals, we really, really struggle with comparison. What do we? Uh, we struggle like, um, you know, why does he have more than me? Why does she have this? Yep. And that we just constantly compare. Aren't I better? Didn't I accomplish this? Didn't I do that? And it just goes on and yep. on and on. And we fail to remember, right, that that you know, there is a sovereign God who is doing a unique work in all of us. Mm-hmm. And God, in his sovereignty for reasons known only to him, has put you where he wanted to put you, has given you the abilities and gifts that he wanted you to have. He's given you the, um, you know, the financial resources that he's given you to steward well for his kingdom. God is in control of your life, and God has placed you according to his sovereign purpose exactly where he wants you. And so, so what God is doing in your life is different than what God is doing in someone else's life. And just accepting that reality, right? Like what God is doing in that pastor's life down mm. the street from me, that's God's business. Exactly. And I, so I shouldn't be jealous or compare. Like he's doing a unique work in me and in my context. And he's also doing a unique work over here in that context. And just being thankful for that instead of, for me, in you know that seminary context, instead of being jealous of that guy who is getting those opportunities, mm-hmm. being thankful that God is using him in a different way that he's using me, but it's all for his glory and his kingdom. And so, so that comparison thing, man, that really is a trap uh, that can really affect us because, again, that comparison, it, it does lead us to resent and to be bitter and angry at those who have what we think we deserve. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And it, it's so hard. What, what happens to me usually is I catch myself doing yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't think for I'm sure. going to be jealous. I just all of a sudden realize, why am I, why am I acting? Why am I saying, thinking yeah, these yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. You know? But I just had. Anyway, yeah. uh, and this is, wow, <laughs> this is tough, but it's good. Because it makes it, it changes this number four changes everything from stuff or success or whatever it is yeah. to a person, yeah. and it kind of changes anyway. Pursue friendship with those you envy. Yeah, because that's what God has called us to do. Yeah, God has called us to love all people. Amen. And so, what Amen. might happen in your life if that person you tend to envy because of what they have and what you don't have, you started to uh, pursue a friendship with them instead? So, case in point, uh, when I was in North Augusta. Um, pastor and there was a a pastor down the street from me 
uh, who, who is a dear friend of mine. And um, he was in a large church. I was in a smaller church. Uh, I had I had the struggles of smaller church stuff. You right. know, there's always, there's struggles in every church. But the, We've the, been there. The struggles of smaller churches are, are a little bit unique. Yeah. Uh, some different challenges than what you face in a larger church and all those kind of things. Pastor down the street, he's, he's a little bit older than me. Um, uh, great pastor and a great leader. And you know, it, it very easy for me to compare and to envy, mm. like accolades, large church, successful, all those kind of things. I'm over here feeling like I'm struggling, right? Um, it could have been very easy for me at that point as a 31-year-old young man to be very jealous mm-hmm. of him who was you know, just a little bit older than me but just seemed like from the outside looking in that he was far more successful, if you will, than I was. Um, so at any rate, he, he called me up. I didn't know him. He was new to the area. He called me up and said, hey, I'm just trying to get to know some pastors in the area. I, I want to take you to lunch. Yeah. So I'll say, okay, whatever. I'll go for a free lunch. And so he uh, <laughs> took me out to an Italian restaurant. We got to know each other, and he became a dear friend of mine. Amen. And so I ha- and then still yeah. a friend. Um, I had the opportunity just over those years to, to go to some conferences with him, hang out with him and his wife. They, they, uh, our, our families got together. He just became a dear friend, and he became... Um, not only a dear friend, but a great mentor. Mm. And so that person that I could have easily envied uh, became someone uh, that I learned a lot from mm. because he was. He was a little bit further ahead in the journey than I was. Uh, God had used him in some unique way- ways. And, and and so it wasn't a matter of comparison. It's like, man, this guy, um, he's got some things that I can learn from, right? Yeah. And so even now... Um, and you know, we're going through lots of transitions here at Northwood, lots of growth and trying to figure out ministry um, in a larger church. And so I called him up a couple months ago and said, hey, man, uh, I need you to coach me again. Can we spend some time together just on yeah. a regular basis? Because we're because now we're at a place at Northwood where where he was when he was at that church down the street. Right. And so so, you know, now I, I, he's he's further ahead in the journey. Like, but brother, I need I need you to coach me, to mentor me, to help me to figure some things out. And so that was one of those situations where I could have very easily been envious of his success and and honestly i mean there were times that i were was envious of his success uh but 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 i did pursue that friendship with him and he yeah. became a great friend uh, a great mentor a great coach i mean i've learned a lot um just from from conversations we've, we've had over the years and so yeah that that person that you're comparing yourself to that person that you are envious of that person may be someone you can be a great friend with right. and maybe someone you can learn a lot from and so just I think it's a big deal. You know, yeah, think about yeah. pursuing that. No, just think about pursuing that friendship yeah. with that person you you tend to envy. Yeah, I, I, typically, I, I don't know why. With me, it's always like if you see an older pastor, like a, a Saint Adrian Rogers or Charles Stanley. You know, you kind of emulate those guys. You think, oh man, they're you know, I you know, you, you might wish, but you're never really jealous of them. But yeah. A guy that's your age, that's what yeah, it is, yeah. or maybe even a little younger, and you go, oh man, yeah. you know, why is he? And when you start questioning, you say. You know, they're probably not godly anyway. They're just, you know, you start making all these terrible accusations and you don't, then you get to know them and you go, wow, how wrong was I, you know? All right. Number five, focus on the eternal, internal, I'm going to get it right, internal rather than the external. Which we tend to do. We tend to focus on the external. Look at what they have, look what they've accomplished, all those kind of things. Not knowing what's on the inside. That person that seems to have so much could be a wreck on the inside, yeah. right? That person that seems to have their act together, man, could be, you know, just you know, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Um, you don't know what's going on the inside. And so for you, as a follower of Jesus, man, it is always better to focus on the internal rather than the external. Um, 
God's going to do what God's going to do in your life. Right. You don't know where he's going to place you. You don't know how he's going to bless you. You don't know uh, the resources he's going to provide for you. You just don't know. But what you do know is on the inside, God wants to do a work within you. Mm -hmm. He wants to grow you in the fruit of the Spirit. And so the older I'm getting, uh, the, the, the more, right, the more I'm growing in my desire to emulate the character, the yeah. godly character of others, uh, then then I'm you know having this desire to be jealous of others, right? Like there are guys I look at and like, man, I just want to be like that. Mm. I I want to be, you know, I think about um um in our area. I'll name a name. I'll, I think about Kurt Bradford. Yeah, he's a wow. he's a, what a he's man. a pastor in this area who's been in this area for a number of years and just a real faithful pastor. Um, and he 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 is one of the most encouraging men. You know, I've ever met. Definitely, right? I would and not I think disagree about, man, at all. You know, when I when I when I'm that age, that's what I want to be like. Yeah. When I or not that age, like now, I want to be like that, right? I mean, and how he pours into yeah, people. And pour, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he's in his seventies and still pouring into yeah. our own youth pastors. Poured right, into him. Right. And I mean, just he, he just so just man. watching so, him yeah. encourage others has been a blessing to me. And I want to be like that. Or yeah. I think about our former pastor at Northwest, Sonny Holmes. Oh yeah. Right? He, oh yeah. He like Kurt Bradford is is just a legend in this area because of faithful ministry. Amen. And I think about how he um, has supported me in my time here. Just always everything he said to me. He's n he's not once, not once in my seven years here. He said, "Man, Tommy, I'd have done it a little bit different." Oh yeah. When I was here, I did. He never has never done that. Instead, the whole time I've been here, just nothing but encouraged me. You know, I want to be like that. And so I'm getting to the point in my life where I see these guys and I see their character mm -hmm. and the way they encourage and bless. Like, I want that. Right. Not the stuff, not the success, not the money in the bank. Like, I want I want to be godly and uh, like that. I want to be a blessing to others like that. So, And I'm not jealous of them for that at all. I'm just saying that those are things I want to emulate. Yeah. And so I'm just noticing as I grow my walk with the Lord, as I get a little older, those things are far more attractive to me, those internal qualities, than that external stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so, I do. So just that, 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 you know, for you, if you're listening, that need for you to focus on the internal rather than the external. Right, right. And that leads us to number six, and that is we need to count the cost. Yeah. Now, here's what I mean by that. You think about that person that has more than you. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's more money in the bank, and you're really right. jealous of them because they have more than you. Or um, that that relationship you look at that seems so successful where the relationship you're in is does not seem as successful. Right. Or whatever the case may be, um, count the cost. In other words, what I mean by that is what did it take for them to get there? Yeah. And now that could be a negative or a positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for for that person who has that big house that you envy, that, that BMW sitting in the driveway that you envy, uh, that whatever it is, right, count the cost. They might have missed a lot of time with their family to make that money to get that stuff. So they could have stuff. Right. Is that a cost you're willing to pay? My right. Answer, my answer is no. Exactly. It doesn't just. And most of us don't have uh, parents that are independently wealthy and going to leave us hundreds of millions <laughs> right. of dollars. You know. So that's right. Otherwise, you got to work. And yeah. You so work are, hard. are you will are you willing to make those kind of sacrifices? Right. right. Where you might end up forsaking your family to get that stuff that you want. That's not worth the cost. Or you think about on the flip side, a positive. Yeah. You think about that relationship you envy, where that right. that marriage seems to be so strong. Count the cost. What yeah. did it take for them to get there? I, a lot of sacrifice. A lot of sacrifice. A lot of putting the needs of the other above their own. A lot a of lot, forgiveness. A lot of forgiveness. <laughs> a lot of prayer. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. count the cost. Are you willing to do that to have that kind of relationship yeah. in, in, with your? I, I hope you are. Yeah. If you want that, man, count the cost. You you need to emulate what they've done, right? You need to start sacrificing your own marriage and putting the needs of your spouse above your own and all those those. So when those things you envy. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, it, it probably be a good idea for you to step back and count the cost. Mm-hmm. What did it take for them to get there? On positive and the negative, right? That person has all that stuff, man. It, it, it might have cost some things that, that you don't need to pay. Right. 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 And that marriage that seems so successful when yours doesn't, right? Well, they paid some things that you need to start thinking about paying, right? right? They count the cost. And I think that's a good way to, to help us to temper our jealousy is just to start counting the cost. And I mean, if that's what it takes and that's what you want to be, then get into it. I mean, yeah. if you want to have that marriage and work on that marriage, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, especially those kind of things, relationships and right. those, those things are so and, important. And obviously when that count the cost, I mean, it's always asking the question, what does God desire? Yeah. What does God desire in this relationship? Am I willing to count the cost because this is what God desires for me? Yeah. Or am I wanting to count the cost just because of a selfish reason? I just want, I want to have that thing. So just, you know. Yeah. Jealousy is a big deal. Yeah. And if we're all honest, we struggle with it from time to time. And so just rooting out the idols mm-hmm. and and learning how to be content with what God has given you mm-hmm. and then learning how to walk in faith to obtain those things that you know God has for you. Holiness, righteousness, right? Um, right relationships, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it takes. Yeah. So there are people... We've all been jealous. I mean, we have to admit that. That's like, have you been jealous? Everybody should raise their hand or they're lying. Um, but there are people that are like have taken the next step, and they are just consumed by jealousy. For instance, my wife knows that I have to deal a lot with women all the time. She yeah. is not jealous of that. She yeah. knows she can yeah. trust me, you know, and all those things. And, and, and she understands that I am trustworthy. But there are ladies or men who are consumed with who did you say? What did you say? Let me see your phone. Da, da, da. You know, it's always yeah, this thing. Yeah. So how, how would someone like that, where do they need to go? Because they are obviously in a situation where it's probably a little more than normal. Yeah. How do they, how do they begin the process of saying, okay, yeah. how do I get out of that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Because when I say I'm jealous for my wife, yeah. right, that does not mean that I'm watching her every step and bombarding her questions right, about right. any conversation. That, no, that's an unhealthy, yeah. sinful of course, jealousy. Yes. Well, I'm saying I'm jealous for my wife, for example. I'm saying I'm protective of her. She's my wife, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a covenant relationship that I'm going to protect at all costs, yes, right? Yes, um, You know, um, and, and so, so I think, you know, uh, the sinful jealousy where I'm constantly watching over somebody's back, um, there's a, a lack of trust there. A foundation of trust mm-hmm. has not been built, right? So you think about in relationships, uh, the way to overcome jealousy in relationships is always working on the foundation. Yeah. is always uh, bringing that relationship back to the gospel mm. and, and, and thinking through what it means to forgive and what it means to put the needs of the other above the own, what it means to trust what somebody's saying. And so, so, so if there's jealousy that's a sinful jealousy that's within a relationship, within a marriage, right, like that's an issue of, of, you know, gospel centrality yeah, and, yeah. and really, you know, seeking the Lord and putting him first in the relationship. Um, so, so yeah, being able to s- distinguish between, again, that sinful jealousy and that, that kind of righteous, like there's a covenant here that I want to protect yeah, definitely. Uh, is, is really, really important. Um, but just in general, you know, if you're, if you find yourself as someone who struggles with jealousy, mm-hmm. It's just being honest about it. Yeah. I think we deny it. Like, oh, I'm not jealous, right? right? We don't want to admit it. But, man, for some of us, that first step really is just saying, yeah, that that's me. I struggle with this thing, <laughs> yeah. and, and I need help. I need yeah. the Spirit of God to help me to overcome this. I need I need the body of believers to mm-hmm. help me to be content with what God has given me. That's right. um, I, I need to um, um, learn from others rather than envying others. I mean, all those kinds of things. So, um 
Yeah, I think just that first step is just admitting that, yeah, I need, I need a lot of help in this area yeah. because it's a real struggle. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, Pastor, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about jealousy. And as we close, get us ready for next week, please. Yeah, I hope today has been a blessing to you and an encouragement. And if it has, I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so you have new content, delivery device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.